Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very, very rough Padres-Dodgers series where the Dodgers swept the Padres and not only swept the Padres, but just pretty much destroyed the Padres um, game in and game out. So it's definitely a rough one. Um, now, we're not going to be extremely pessimistic as Padres Twitter's become over the last couple of days because I think everyone's freaking out a little bit too much. Um, but it definitely was a, a brutal series. So, Isaac, I, I know you, you share the same feelings in terms of a lot of people being real upset is kind of like, guys, let's take a step back. It kind of makes a little bit of sense. Um, but you want to go into kind of what you had to say about it all? I mean, it's a tough series. Of course, it's a tough series to lose considering you just got Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, and you probably went in thinking this Padres team is going to at least put up a, a really, really solid competition against the Dodgers and show like this is the second best team in the NL. And they go out there and do the opposite of that rather than look like the second best team in the NL. They look like the total opposite. Um, Sean Manaya goes out there and has a really rough outing. Granted, Brandon Drake has, I thought they should have both been errors. Um, we actually just postponed the Soto giveaway because it is not the time. Um, so tune in on, on Tuesday, you know, at like six or seven, whatever it is. Um, at the same time, though, like, yes, it was a really rough series. Everybody struggled. I can't think of a single guy that stood out, in my opinion. Um, Manaya goes out there, has a rough outing again against the Dodgers. That's not somebody that we're going to be throwing against the Dodgers in a playoff series or in any sort of big series. Manaya's our number five. So granted, that sucked, and he's had some rough outings in the past. It's all right. Um, you had Clevenger go out there and I expected more. I did expect more. He was having a really, really solid outing up until that, that Max Muncy bomb where he left one hanging and that totally changed the outcome of his outing. So, um, that was really rough to see Mike Clevenger get roughed up. Not even, I wouldn't even say roughed up. He just, you know, left one up in the zone and Max Muncy took advantage of it. Just one bad pitch, two bad pitches, whatever it was. And he acknowledges, he acknowledged that. Um, but he's still good. You Darvish, as expected against the Dodgers, outside of one outing against them, maybe two, has a fantastic outing against the Dodgers, continues that streak. Um, you know, if we were to play the Dodgers in a three-game playoff series, whatever it is, Snell and Darvish are my one and two for sure. Um, but even at the plate, man, we weren't putting up runs. So even if the other team was, was you know, was mashing, or even if they struggled a little bit, we didn't put up enough runs to win. We put up, what, one on the one in the first game, None in this game. We just we looked overmatched. We looked over, definitely like significantly overmatched. With that being said, there's no reason to panic. The Dodgers are 28 and five since the start of July. 28 and five. They are the hottest team in baseball and are on track to win 100 games again. Granted, winning 100 games has not done anything for them in the past other years that they've won 100 games. There's nothing to be worried about. It is never about which team is the best going into the playoffs. It is always about who's the hottest. Always. Normally, the team that beats the Dodgers in the playoffs goes on to win the, the championship. So, I mean, it's always about who, who goes in the hottest. Hopefully, that team is the Padres. We do have nine games left against the Dodgers. We're eight and two against them in these last 10. Last year, it was the Padres who was seven and three against them through 10. And then we got swept, the rest of them. So, hopefully, it's a little bit of a, of a turn this year where the Padres take, you know, five or six of the next nine and, and show that, yeah, we are able to compete. That series was kind of just a you know, it was just a fluke. So ran into one of the hot, the hottest team in baseball at the wrong time. Um, still feel very optimistic about this team. We play only like two or three more teams that are above nine, that are above 500. Um, the Phillies have a, or 
who is it? The Brewers have a tough schedule. The Phillies still play the Mets seven times, the Braves seven times, um, you know, the, the Jays a few times. Um, so I, I still feel very optimistic about this Padres team, man. I, I think too many people are jumping off board way too fast. Yeah, and I and I've noticed that a lot. Just and I get the frustration just because the it, it looked it was a pretty rough series. Um, but I think like once you th- kind of take a step back and go like, all right, the Padres are still missing Fernando Tatis. I see Gil talking about him in the comments. Um, Soto's been here for what three games? Four? No, five games now. I think five games. Uh, same with Bell. Same with Drury. Like these guys are still getting acclimated. It's going to take a little bit. Um, I also see, saw some people talking about Machado's slump. Machado's slump hasn't really been that big of a deal lately. Over his last seven games, he has almost an 800 OPS. And over his last 15, he has over a 750. So it's not like it's been that bad. It's been a little bit overplayed. Machado had a really crappy air, though. That was a brutal air. Like, that was, like, no way around it. Um, Now it's going to happen over the course of a season. I mean, he hasn't really done that much. Um, But it was a rough one. I think also, like, you're looking at this team – standings wise who are you competing with like you're not like not anymore like you're really not competing with the dodgers for the division but you're competing with the brewers the cardinals and the phillies those are the main teams and the braves too um the braves didn't look good to get, get look com- just look completely overmatched against the mets um the brewers are on a downward spiral the phillies have a bunch of games it's against the brewers and the cardinals i believe like the phillies have a pretty tough schedule ahead of them Oh, no, it's the Mets, right? They play seven games against the Mets in the next yeah, two, two weeks. Yeah, seven games against the Mets. Yeah, so you look at where the Padres are at. The, the other team's kind of in the same boat as the Padres are about to hit their skid in a couple of weeks probably as well, or over the next couple of weeks. So Padres got to take care of business. Ultimately, these Giants games are going to be super, super important because if you lose a lot of games to the Giants, all of a sudden they're in the mix too, and that is not where you want to be. Like you want the, And the Giants have been struggling too. So uh, – it was a no Rodon uh, this series, which is clutch. Now, I think it's going to be what? It was Wood. Oh, I forget. Jude, Junis, Junis, Wood. Junis, Cobb. And Cobb, yeah, and Cobb. So, not amazing starters. But, yeah, I, I don't – yeah, I know. It's a. It's definitely been a, a rough series in this one. But, like like I was saying, like I, I don't think it's anything to panic over. Um But it was just kind of demoralized. <laughs> it was. It was. Like Like – and it's just I don't know. You're gonna run into some of those, but I mean, what did you say? Twenty eight and five. Twenty eight and Dude, five, man. That is absurd. That is so hot. That's insane. Um, and plus, these guys are still gonna have to mesh for a little bit. Yeah, the cards swept the Yankees. The cards all. I think the cards are gonna take their division. Was that seven. Central? They won seven in a row. They yeah, they, and, row. and that's what I was kind of thinking. I think when we did our, we were talking about the playoffs. Yeah, I think we both said the cards will overtake the the Brewers. I think we also said the Braves will overtake the Mets. That one's not looking too good. But, I mean, you, dude, there's still so much ball left, man. There's still so much ball left. And there's no reason to panic over over a series where we're facing a team that's 28-5 since the start of July. That's like 14, 15, maybe even 16 games ahead of us now. Like you said, we're not competing with the Dodgers. It, we want that rivalry to happen. We want a rivalry so bad. Like, trust me, I want it. But – I can acknowledge it is not a thing right now. We are too overmatched. If we go into September and beat them six, seven times and face them in the playoffs, yeah, sure. Then it, it can be a little bit of a rivalry because it's two, two heavyweights. Clearly, the Padres have been making these moves to stack up against the Dodgers. So, yeah, then, then it can be a little bit of a rivalry. But right now, it is absolutely not. 
It can't be one-sided. Yeah. Um, I got to I gotta just say, just because Isaac, you made me think of it, but I'm a Niners fan. You guys know that. Over the past, like, four years, the – I mean, not in the same sense maybe, but in a similar sense, the whole Dodgers-Padres thing was the same boat for the Niners and the Rams. Yep. The Niners would beat the Rams very, very often, almost every single time they'd meet. And even if they had like Nick Mullins or someone a quarterback, they'd still beat him. And then the Rams go in and the one playoff game they've had, the Rams beat him, then win the Super Bowl that year. So kind of reverse for for my sake. Um, yeah. But like it, that's kind of the role where the Potters are at as the Dodgers, in my opinion. So I mean, we see this all the time in sports. But I don't know. You just made me think about that, though. Yeah, of course. I mean, anything anything could happen in the playoffs, man. You just got to get there. Blake Snell even said it himself. You just got to get there. And are are the worries warranted? In a sense, yes, because, you know, the Phillies just overtook us for that fifth spot in the playoffs. And, and you know, teams are catching ground on us, so it is warranted. At the same time, we ran into the Dodgers at an unfortunate time. And we still have, I mean, I heard we have the shortstop coming back. I forgot who it was. Some guy that puts up like a seven or eight war, you know, hits 40 bombs, steals a few bags, does double jumps. I mean... He's pretty good, so so I think he's going to make an immense. Di- also, the most electrifying player in baseball. So, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to make a difference. I know he's starting a little slow in the minors right now, but who cares? Um, Luke Voigt was like over a hundred with like hundred strikeouts. Obviously, that's exaggerated, but he came up and he ended up being useful for the Padres. Um, Oh, but, yeah, yeah, I man. forgot about that. He was doing horrible. Everyone was like, dude, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, everyone was hating, bro. It was fair. I mean, it was kind of concerning. It was like, yeah. dude, he has, he's what done what in, in his rehab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm trying to look at the look at the comments and stuff. Like, yeah, I'll start to panic if we don't take care of these bad teams, man. I think last year, even down the stretch last year, yeah, we had a pretty tough schedule. But even throughout that tough schedule, we'd play the Rockies and still lose. So, just got to take care of business, man. Take care of business. Get to the – get just just get there, man. Get there, and we'll see what happens. But cards have won seven in a row. Other than other than that, the Braves have been struggling. The Phillies, yeah, they caught fire. But, dude, they just played the Nationals, bro. Like, they just – they've been having one of the easiest schedules as of late. That is going to about to turn for the Padres. And they're about to play the Mets and the Braves a total of 14 times these next two months. And then uh, the Brewers – have been taking a little bit of a downward spiral also like we're not the only team struggling even out of all the wildcard teams yeah we're not the only team struggling struggles happen throughout the season you face a tough team get your ass whooped you get knocked down so hopefully they're able to get back up and take care of business the rest of the way for sure yeah i couldn't agree more okay so i gotta bring this up because i don't know how long we're gonna go live tonight but I do have to talk about this because I saw this on and, and people did not like my take on Twitter. Devin, I had the same take as you. Now, here's the thing. People don't like don't like the idea of the Padres going and getting Fran Mel Reyes because basically because they want a guy that can be can be like a speed threat, like a defensive substitute. Um, and people want a lefty. But guys, the Padres just added Bell, who's what, a switch hitter? And Soto, who's a lefty. So they just added two lefties. Like I would rather have Franmil than Mazar on the bench. I get Franmil sucked, but as kind of like a reclamation project, the dude almost has an 800 career OPS. The Padres don't do not have much power on their bench, like if at any. 
Like you have all the defensive guys on your bench, right? Like, so I don't know. I, I love the idea of bringing Fran Mill in, um, but some people really hated it. And I didn't, I know you're not like, you know, like don't like it as yeah. much as me, Isaac, but. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate the idea. I just can, uh, I'm thinking, all right, if he were whatever major league team he comes up to, let's say he comes up to a very talented team like the Padres. I would assume he's probably going to be down in the minors for a while. See what happens there. Hopefully he gets his power back. Hopefully he gets a swing back. And if he were to, you know, take care of business down in the minors, then yeah, you can warrant him being a being in the major leagues. He is more of a reclamation project. I mean, strikes out as much as Gallo. As soon as I saw he was DFA'd, I looked into his stuff. I was like, all right, before I say anything, because the vibes are immaculate, man. That dude's vibes. He's if you look if there was a stat cast stat casting for vibes, that dude's a hundred percentile. But you got to look at the rest. Emotions tend to, you know, overtake a lot of stuff. And that, especially for us Padre fans, I can heavily admit emotions do take over a lot. Strikes out as much as Gallo. Has almost the same expected batting average as Gallo. Has a lower slugging percentage than Eric Hosmer. There's a lot of, there's a lot of neg- negatives around his 2022 season. There's a lot of positives around his past. It is one of those where it's so much upside, man. And, and I, you know, I don't think he lost it. I think it's kind of always – he strikes out a lot. He does strike out a lot. But that's the major leagues now. So that's more of a project. That is a very fun project nonetheless. Like I said, the vibes are immaculate. That's a guy that's super fun. But in terms of being able to produce for a major league team this year, a playoff caliber major league team, I don't see it. You know, and, and – that's just – I'm just trying to be honest with myself. I don't see it as far as this year. Maybe next year, though. I think next year he could – you know, he's just he just needs some time, man. I think he needs some time to figure it out because he's, he's shown what he's got before. He's never been a bad hitter. Has he been a fucking horrendous fielder? Yes. Horrible base runner? Yeah, he's slow as rocks. He's slow as turtles, whatever you want to say. But at the plate, the guy hits for power. Even though he hasn't shown it this year, and I don't think he'll show it the rest of the year wherever he goes, he hits for power. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I doubt we claim him just because we're really low on the waiver chart, on the waiver chart, like 24th. But, you know, just got to see what happens. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was kind of thinking, too. It's like they're probably not even going to have a chance to get him. I think someone commented that on my tweet. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think they probably they will either. But I just like the idea of having some more power. Also, if someone goes out, you're going to need more power. Like, that's the whole thing that we've talked about with slugging. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that one up. But overall, I mean... This series was definitely a rough one. Uh, Manaya, though, that's not a guy you're probably going to see pitch against the Dodgers too much. Like, I mean, definitely not in, like a playoff series. No. Um, he's dude. He's been getting rocked lately. Manaya has got killed. Yeah. Um, that's been a really brutal thing to see in the second half, or not even the second half, but a little bit before. Uh-huh. Uh, Clev, Clev threw what two sliders that hung in the middle of the plate. Yeah. And they got capitalized on. Mm-hmm. Darvish looked awesome. The offense just did not show up. Uh, you're getting Fernando back. Like, there's, you know, guys are coming. So, definitely a rough series overall. But like you were saying, I don't think it's it's a time to panic. Um, no. Let's let's go ahead and let's look into let's look into Sean Manaya because I feel like there's a lot of a lot of um, kind of deferring opinions on him. I'm I still like Manaya. I can admit he's like a number five on our team. Hasn't looked good at all. Won't see a playoff start, but for a number five, I'll take it. Um, can acknowledge he's been heavily, heavily struggling though. Uh, just pulled up his baseball savant. Let me go and pull it up for everyone. 
Yeah, I also see some people talking about Potter should have gone. Oh, yeah. But we'll talk about that after. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, it's not too pretty. (laughs) Yeah, it's not too pretty, right? And you go ahead and look at his past years. Um, I know his ER, his 2019 or 2018 was the best year, but expected ERA has always been pretty, pretty freaking horrific. Um, But his his expected ERA this year is a lot better than what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, low fours. Um, this was one of his bad years here in 2020. Expected DRA of 396. 2019 was a good year for him. 2019, I mean, it's still not, there's not much, but still not that good. He's always been one of these hella blue guys, though, you know? Like, there's never been much red. He's been heavily reliant on his, on his movement and everything. Um, but like yesterday or his first his start the other day, I was like, damn, like his, his velocity is up quite a bit. Um, and even then, it still didn't work out. His worst pitch right now is his changeup, best pitch slider, curveball, struggling with his sinker. But he's not getting a lot of he, – he was getting some velocity the other day. He was pumping like 95, dude, like 94, 95, surprisingly, when normally he's sitting 92, 93 maybe. He was getting some velocity on it. Still didn't work out because it's the Dodgers and they're just very a very 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 good team, um, but I, I do have faith that he's going to be a much more serviceable pitcher, you know, starting these next few starts, especially against some easier teams. He's going to give us some some solid starts. Hopefully, maybe he just needs to grow the beard back. I don't know. Um, maybe just cut his hair again. I don't know. Hopefully, he, but he's he'll change something up. Um, the pitching rotation is not going to stay like this. I think one thing that's been heavily understated, maybe we haven't talked about it enough because it just probably came to our attention. The pitching rotation's not been not been what it normally what it usually is. There's two main culprits, unfortunately. Sucks. I love them both. They're two of my favorite guys. It's been Manaya and Musgrove. Two rough patches that I am fully confident they'll be able to get out of, especially Joe Musgrove. If I were to pull up, yeah, it's been both Manai and Musgrove. If I were to pull up Musgrove with baseball savant, you guys would be like, oh, nothing to worry about. He's going to be fine. He's going to be super fine. He went through these rough patches last year. Manaya's never been like, I mean, he had a career ERA of 3-8-1. He's always going to be high three guys because he doesn't throw very hard, doesn't have crazy movement, but he's always been a serviceable pitcher. That That's what, that is what A.J. Preller got him for, to be a serviceable pitcher. So with that being said, the pitching's not going to stay like this. The pitching's going to be much better down the road. You Darvish is still doing his thing. Mike Clevenger hung two pitches. Is always a healthy Mike Clevenger is always one of the better pitchers in baseball. Uh, Blake Snell after the All Star break is one of the best pitchers in baseball. But rotation's going to be fine. The lineup, dude. You just got Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Jury, and you're getting a, a seven to eight WAR shortstop back. Everything's going to be okay. Like we're very optimistic because there's. All the, all the signs point to everything being fine for this team. Whereas last year, yes, I was optimistic just because I was like, I didn't want to believe. I didn't want to, I didn't want to believe that this team sucked. But it's much different, you know? But also it's more like we were just being optimistic for like the hitting to return. But like yeah. we were like, dude, there's no starters. Are they gonna call someone up? Nope, they're gonna go sign Velasquez. Like and there you are. like yeah, like that's the thing. Like, the, and that was that ended up being the problems, and then injuries just kept piling on. So I think definitely a lot different. But also, like you just went and made that that powerful deadline move. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, for Musgrove, I'm not too worried about it because, he, it, like you were saying, it's the same thing that happened last year. Um, 
it's not like and also you look at his starts like it's like his last seven starts he has a five year right because he got rocked a couple times it's not like it's a disaster Manias has been a lot worse. It's been like his last seven starts. He has like a seven or eight ERA. Like yeah. he's he's been getting killed. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, the big thing is though for me, like in terms of like playoff hunting and stuff, it's going to be those Giants games because you play them so much. Um, and if you look at other teams, like we were talking about, who was it? The Cardinals. They played the was it the Phillies and the no the Phillies played the uh, the, they played Mets the Mets seven times and the Braves, huh? Seven times. Yep. Yeah. Padres kind of version of that is playing the Giants. So that's the team that you really got to be because else they can gain on you. Um, if you take care of business against the Giants, you should make the playoffs for sure. Um, now, I know these, like the fan graphs odds aren't really the best thing, but they have the Padres at like a 90% chance to make the playoffs right now, um, which it's weird because they're only a game and a half up. But then like you look at the other teams, okay, that, that might make a lot of sense actually. And you look at the games too because like the games kind of dictated as well. Like, okay one of these teams is going to have to lose. And it's like a bunch of those, um, which is kind of cool about the end of the season being like a bunch of division games and stuff like that. Uh, and maybe that's a, that, that's actually a little bit just because of the shortened season, right? Like, cause of the lockout, cause they had to kick them down a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. cause it was like, cause you just like early on in the season, you play a lot of divisional games. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it actually makes it kind of more exciting down the stretch. Absolutely. I guess the yeah. only positive thing from the lockout for fans. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw a few questions being asked. Camposano, um, next year. I don't really keeping up. Yeah, I think he's more next year, but September call up possibly. The only problem is like, who is he going to catch? The guys that we'd normally see him catch, like, obviously he worked a lot with Mackenzie Gore in the minors. Like, I was, I would imagine if Mackenzie Gore was still on the team, it justify bringing up Camposano a little more. Same thing, like if, um, like if Ryan Weathers was up here. Or if maybe Chris Paddock was up, was still with us, like it would justify him being there. But I can't really think of who we'd catch right now because Darvish works so well with Nola. Musgrove works very well with Nola. So does Snell. Like a lot of these pitchers actually work really well with Nola, whereas Manaya and, and Alfaro go together and then Clevenger can really throw to whoever. Like I think they're just very comfortable with each other right now. So it's very hard to justify Camposano being called up from a defensive perspective. Offensively, Nola sucks. And Camposano provides a lot more upside. So that is the justification of why Camposano could be called up as in September. But it's just hard because you don't know he's gonna catch who he's gonna catch. Yeah, and and I kind of feel like he's like in the Padres plans next year. Mm-hmm. Either as like a third catcher DH kind of role, maybe first base. People have talked about that potentially like an offseason plan. Now you have to you have to actually see if he can play the position well. Um but also like Maybe you don't bring Alfaro back. Maybe he's kind of, I don't know. Like He could definitely play the Alfaro role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Alfaro's been really good this year, so you don't really want to lose him. Um, but, I mean, Campy's like, I know that his numbers haven't looked good when he's been up, but we've talked about it before. He's made really hard contact. And he has, like, 30 at-bats. It's, like, such a small sample size. It's like, all right, we can't really, we can kind of take that with those numbers with a grain of salt. But there has been a lot of hard contact. So that's, like, the big positive thing I'd say from him. Um, besides that, Sosmer looked better or worse on the Red Sox. Oh, good. You're gonna pull that up too, yeah. yeah. He's two for 10. Yeah, so. um, uh, I think they like him a lot better than we do. If if that helps, um, I've seen some fans be like, Oh, finally, a serviceable first baseman, <laughs> and it's like, Dude, everyone's like, Bro, just wait, 
Just wait, man. Yes. So it's like, uh, I mean, I would like him if he was free too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hogwatch got called out by a Dodgers fan. That sucks. <laughs> I guess he I was know. at the game. Yeah, he was at the game in, in a in a in some Padre stuff. So I could imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, let's see. I wonder where he's sitting. If he was sitting in the what was it left field? Yeah, I don't know. That'd probably be. That, that'd that's probably rough. Little, yeah. I feel for I feel for anyone that was. <laughs> that's today's game. Uh, yeah. Um, we got Lameca DFA. Yeah, the Mets are rocky right now. Yeah. Um, he's kind of getting tossed around on. Just like he's back in the West, at maybe the worst place to go. Like I feel bad for him, bro. In Colorado, after you get like traded and then released, that's like the yeah. worst scenario. Um, so I'm feeling bad for Lamette. Um, <laughs> uh, Will Myers was solid at first. Yeah, I want to see Will Myers back at first a little bit. Center field, very sus. Don't don't. Um, I hate that. I hated that that he was out in center field and. and um, Dude, he almost ran into he ran into Soto right away. Yeah, exactly. I hated. Actually, you know, at first base he did look good. Like I'm not gonna lie, he Dude, looked, he looked pretty nice. Good. Like he looks like it's so nice having a freaking athlete at first base because like, bro, you know how many outfielders would probably be so good at first base because it's like super easy compared to playing any other position. Will Myers goes out to first base and looks like a stud compared to any other position he's ever played. It yeah. it really is like. It's great having an athlete there. So, Will Myers looked fantastic at first base for sure. Um, it's just going to be a matter of like taking taking weaknesses out of your lineup. I think the hardest weakness to take out of your lineup is going to be Austin Nola, just because of how often he or how much you know chemistry he does have with some of these pitchers. Um, Hassan Kim, Hassan Kim is having himself a, a solid season, especially compared to last year. Like he's made tons of improvements. He had a nice little streak going on in July. Um, Takes advantage of a lot of of a lot of um, easy teams, I would say, because you look at you know he had a hit today, but games against like the Dodgers and stuff, he doesn't look doesn't look great defensively. Seven outs above average, fantastic, one of the best fielders in baseball. With that being said, he's going to be somebody I absolutely want in against lefties with Tatis in center, and against righties, Tatis at short and and Grisham at center. I think that is what they're going to do. That's going to be the best way to utilize those two players, being Grisham and. Uh, and Hassan Kim, Will Myers. I don't know. Um, he's gonna get his playing time though. So, um, yeah. I mean, this is it's a good situation to have. I, I think we'll be all right. Um, do we underrate the Dodgers? I, honestly, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I've been I've been saying for the past whatever it is that you know, there's players that go to that team and say. You know, the Dodgers have shown us stuff that, that we've never seen before, and that's why they're so great at developing. I, you know, major props to them for being able to develop such amazing players because, you know, guys guys like Tyler Anderson go to them and become some amazing pitchers. Um, same thing with guys like Corey Knebel. And in terms of hitters, Max Muncy and Justin Turner, they're fantastic at developing. And, and uh, you know, major props to them for sure. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think we both had the Dodgers is the best team in the league. Yeah, like predicting the season too. So mm -hmm. I don't think so. I mean, they they definitely have a you know bottom of the top really really good organization and their yeah. development their play development is, is so absurd. Yeah. Um, but I do see some stuff about Machado. Did okay? 
Did you think that that play was a like a lack of hustle from Machado? I thought the angle did him dirty. I thought there was no like there's no play for him to make there. That was my thought. Like, uh, okay. Because I saw that after, but I, that didn't even like pop in my head when I watched it. Because yeah. like if you hit it into the shallow outfield, it's never the infielder that ends up getting it. R- very rarely. Really, like no. if it goes pretty deep. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What did you think? So so he wasn't gonna make a play on that. You know, no matter what. Even if he got there, hustles the ball, there was no play to be made. But I mean, normally when you make your error, you're running 110% trying to trying to at least get the ball in, do what you can so that way. Because I mean, who knows? Mookie might have scored. Like he didn't score, but he was like halfway down the line, ready to score. So, you know, I really I, I would have appreciated if he if he did hustle. With that being said, there's no play to be made. Nothing to be done. Both me and my brother were watching. We're like, bro, go to the ball. You know, like, go, like, go. But, like, at the same time, no play to be made. The runner didn't score, so it's not that big of a deal. But everyone's going to look at that one play and say Manny Machado doesn't hustle. That's ridiculous. Manny Machado is – when you get him on your team, you truly do appreciate his hustle and how – I mean, dude, the guy's playing on a bum ankle right now. Guy plays through major injuries. And he's still out there trying to, you know, put the team on his back and do things that Manny Machado normally does. And he's doing it at, you know, 60, 70 percent and whatever it is right now. I mean, I appreciate Manny Machado with, for everything, for sure. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you. And like, yeah, it was just a tough play. I mean, I thought the worst part of the play was that he made the air in the first place. That yeah. was the issue yeah, I had. Like, I was like, dude, like, that's a horrible air. That yeah. was my thought. Like, dude, that was a brutal air. And he's also been slow. His, he hasn't been something that bad, but he's definitely been slumping a little bit lately. So, like, that on top For of sure. it makes it rough, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think about, like, the hustle stuff. I, I really didn't. Uh, like, just seeing the play. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Any Anything else you got? I don't really have much else. Um, yeah, I guess. You know, I see a lot of people saying that, uh, you know, the, the team seemed deflated against the Dodgers. Well, I don't think it's really just the Dodgers in general. I think it's just you're getting your ass whooped and – and that's pretty deflating in itself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they do look deflated. They do look defeated when they play the Dodgers. It's a very different vibe from last year where the first 10 games, it was like they came in just super, super confident, man. Like, they were so confident, and it showed on the field. And like, they got Trevor Bauer last year, and they made some acquisitions, and the Padres didn't care. They took seven of the first 10 from them. And after that, when they started losing, guys, when you really saw, you know, the confidence really decrease, and that's when things went wrong. Um, not only just against the Dodgers, but for the season in general. I would say a lot of that this year also is like, yeah, maybe they do lack some confidence against the Dodgers. They don't have Fernando. They didn't have Fernando the first seven meetings. They didn't have, you know, quite a few guys. Like it, they they knew their lineup didn't stack up. Whereas this time, yes, our lineup does stack up no matter what for sure. But they were getting their asses kicked. So we'll see how they how they how they perform against them the next nine games. The Dodgers aren't really the biggest worry to us it's the wild card teams um you know but we'll just have to just play out the rest of the season man there's a lot of ball left against some pretty easy teams we're not the only ones struggling in the the wild card race right now so let's just see how it goes the rest of the season i don't think it's enough i don't think it's time to panic yeah man all right i think that's probably gonna do it for tonight guys on tuesday we're gonna do the jersey giveaway there for the soto jersey and then you can just let us know your size whoever wins it um, but we're going to be doing that Tuesday night. I think we're going to be streaming at six, uh, tomorrow. We'll probably have a video out. Um, and we'll probably keep, keep posting about five to seven times a week. 
I'm thinking we're going to do I think we're going to do a stream on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Um, and then I think probably next Sunday as well. But, yeah, definitely, definitely a rough series. But, I mean, one you just got to bounce back from, got to take care of business against the Giants. Uh, then you have your next nine games against teams under 500. And that's two against the Nationals and one against the uh, Marlins. So two teams that you definitely can beat up on right there. Um, and start extending that uh, one-and-a-half game lead on the wild card because it has definitely diminished a lot. Uh, in terms of Fernando coming back, the only things that they've really said are mid-August. Um, so we'll have to see what that looks like. But I think that's probably it for tonight, guys. Thank you guys for hopping on. Brutal, brutal series. Um, but Padres got to bounce back, and hopefully we see uh, Juan Soto's first home run in this next series. So we'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Have a good night. See you all.